Hey, coffee people, this is Katie, and you're listening to the Craft Your Own Coffee podcast. Woohoo! Way to go, babe! Hey, we were sitting in our closet after a date night and decided to jump on the microphone and talk about what we learned tonight because it's coffee related. Yeah, we just spent our first date night devoted to learning about coffee <laughs> it was it was grand so now we're going to talk about it and debrief it before that you guys have two more weeks to take advantage of 15 percent off deal on green coffee through sweet maria's take a listen to this promo and take advantage of this deal before it is gone this season of the craft your own coffee podcast is supported by sweet maria's home coffee roasting Everything I know about roasting coffee at home, I have learned from Sweet Maria's. I've bought all my green coffee and roasting gear from these guys since 2012, and in my opinion, their customer service, quality, and attention to detail just can't be beat. Sweet Maria's is the best place to buy green, unroasted coffee and home roasting supplies, and not only that, but their website and their social media are literally like a treasure trove of information and resources and videos to help anyone along their way on their home roasting journey. Follow Sweet Maria's on Instagram and visit their website at sweetmarias.com. And guess what? When you make a purchase, use the promo code CRAFTCOFFEE, which is all one word, to receive 15% off of your purchase anytime between now and March 31st, 2020. That's sweetmarias.com, promo code CRAFTCOFFEE. Go get yourself some green coffee beans, yo. Hey, so we just had a fun night together, right? Yeah. Got a babysitter. Date went out night. on the town. Mm-hmm. Usually that means like movie or dinner, dinner or something cool. Tonight we went to a coffee shop in the middle of the week yep. at night. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And the reason we went is because on Instagram I follow this company called East Pole Coffee Company. If you live in Atlanta, you probably have heard of them. They are an awesome coffee shop in downtown Atlanta. And they put on Instagram that they were doing an event tonight called Coffee Farmer Caravan, which um, was hosted by Cafe Imports. And it caught our eye and another excuse to get out and spend some quality time together. Yeah. So we just got back from that and we just decided to turn on the microphone and debrief what we learned about it, about growing and producing coffee in a different country. And we didn't really like practice this or decide what we're going to talk about. This could be a little could be a little interesting or rough but um what did you think about going into it yeah I didn't really know what we were doing I just heard date night and I said yes so (laughs) um I did look it up today so I didn't go in completely blind um I knew that there'd be some coffee tasting and I knew there'd be a focus on the country of Colombia and there'd be some education in that and how um the coffee farmers get it to, you know, the bigger companies that then get it to the coffee shops. So that was all I knew. And same, yeah. Um, we kind of went in just seeing what would happen, and yeah, it was great. I think they. What do you think they had about fifty people there? Yeah. Um, in the cafe, there was free food and uh, beer, and obviously coffee uh, as well. But the, I mean, there were just a lot of really cool takeaways that, um. As you guys know, if you've been listening, um, neither Katie or I are coffee experts, and so there's just something new that we're learning all the time, and tonight was just another cool layer of learning more about the producing side of coffee, 
and just wanted to share some of our takeaways with you tonight. So what was uh, what's one thing that you what surprised you about tonight that you learned from the growers, from the people in Colombia that came to talk about what it's like to grow coffee and to um, improve quality coffee at origin? Yeah, well, I think the, the most compelling piece was um, when one of the employees of Ban Exports got up and shared her testimony about her family farm and how they were basically a dying farm in debt, not knowing what to do next, should we sell, what are our options, and they got invited to this tasting of a bunch of different coffees from their farm and others and they had never tasted their own coffee before so right, we learned the that, that the, the, like the, the farmers themselves don't ever really taste their own coffee yeah, so they really don't surprising. necessarily know the quality that they're making necessarily and they learned this sweet girl they learned that their coffee tasted horrible. <laughs> and in order to keep the farm afloat, they needed to find out a way to improve the production of their coffee. And, and her father had been farming, like growing coffee for like 40 years, she said, right? Yeah. And yeah. thinking that everything was great. Yep. Yep. So that was that was a compelling piece for me. And she said if it wasn't for this company, Ban Exports, working with her and helping them improve, they probably wouldn't have the farm today. So the relationship piece between the farmer and the exporter, is that the right way to say it? Yeah, I think so. Um, is crucial. And so that was a neat thing to hear and yeah. the human side of it all, totally. really. And then Cafe Imports, I'd heard about them before, mostly through Cat and Cloud's podcast, who I'm a super fan of, um, and because they talk about cafe imports from time to time. I didn't really know exactly what they did, but it was cool to hear how they help a company like Ban Exports as well in Colombia by like communicating what does the United States coffee consumer want and mm -hmm. need and what are they buying and what do they value most so that Ban Exports can then work with the producers and, and the growers in Colombia to help them like troubleshoot if they have a bad crop, like why is this bad or how could you improve your process to get um, the coffee to taste where, you know, U.S. consumers will pay, pay a premium for the price. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I liked, um, so the uh, the kind of head of Ban Exports that was there, the leader that kicked off and shared his story, his name was, um, oh, shoot, I forget his name. We'll find it. Yeah. Um, Something. But he, what I really liked is, like, the aha moment, the light bulb moment for him as he was figuring out, like, how do we help farmers in Colombia um, have a better um, source of income and uh, have success from their farms. He said the light bulb moment for him was like, hey, we don't really sell coffee beans. That's not our business. We sell coffee drinks. And so if you think about it from who's actually buying the coffee and enjoying it at the very end of the process, um, that's really what they're selling. And so that helped him help change the farmer's mindsets around how, why should we focus on quality? Because the end result is customers all around the world want really delicious coffee drinks. And so this will help you make more money at the farm. Yeah. Um, what else did you remember from tonight or take away from tonight? Um, they have, this was all specialty grade. So we are dealing with coffee that is at a certain level already. But they have four different programs for farmers to kind of fit in, giving them something to 
have a seat at the table and then also grow within that, which I appreciated and liked that it doesn't just exclude people who aren't already at the top level, but in a way it helps them get there, get a foot in the door, and then they help them grow. So I thought that was neat too, that they kind of have programs to help them, you know, help them grow. Because they get a lot more money for the higher rated coffee. And so for them to strive for something and get paid well for it is pretty cool. Yeah. They said like the top prize or the top um, per pound cost from like this group of producers that they work with was $31 per pound. That's what he said. Is what the farmer gets. And so you can imagine what the customer like pays for that is going to be a lot higher than that, which is really cool. $31 per pound for, um, for coffee that's grown is, is really great in any standard yeah. so i will say we tasted four different kinds of coffee and they were one batch from each of those four programs and i definitely tasted a difference between the four um but i still enjoyed the one that was quote unquote the lower quality one i would still drink it for sure but that top one can you tell them more about that cuz i don't yeah. fully understand i guess it was a geisha it was a geisha was the variety and it was fantastic oh it was amazing it was um i'm not i'm not like my palate isn't super refined but i definitely tasted like something floral and i even asked you about it like do you taste like flowers or something i'm not there yet but i was like i know i like it i don't know why it was such a different like really really in such a in a in the best way it was such a different flavor than i was expecting or that i've even ever really tasted before and then actually when the ban exports guy got up and talked um he mentioned that geisha and floral are kind of like you taste floral notes in yeah, geisha varieties, which is, cool. which is really cool. But yeah, it was it was unbelievably good. And he he made an interesting point about geisha. So if you think about like farmers that um, the more coffee that they grow and the better quality that it is, the more that they produce, the better that they will do. Right. They'll sell more coffee beans and make more money. Well, with geisha, like this high end exclusive really expensive um variety of coffee he said it was like a hard sell for the growers initially to try to convince them to to start growing geisha because i guess you can only you have to plant fewer trees um than you could normally plant in a normal in a different coffee variety and they actually each tree that you plant for the geisha variety actually yields fewer beans so actually like they can plant fewer trees. They don't get as much product out of the the um, thing that they plant. And so the farmers naturally are like, well, it seems like I'm going to make less money. Um, and then, um, so that was a hard sell to actually get them to try it. But then that's where Cafe Imports was crucial because I guess they came in in that conversation alongside Ban Exports with these coffee growers and brought resources and knowledge, helped negotiate and guarantee uh, guarantee like a floor price for the coffee growers that was four times higher than the average price. So the producers knew I'm going to make four times as much no matter what. Yeah. Um, if I invest in these different trees and grow things a little bit differently. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. I also learned that um, about 50% of the flavor of coffee comes from the altitude that it's grown at mm-hmm. and the the variety of coffee that it is. And then the other 50% of the flavor that we taste in coffee comes from the way that the coffee's processed. So mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Hadn't heard that before. Well, and the different 
components of harvesting, picking, fermenting, drying, getting all of the coffee that we get to enjoy. There's so many things that could go wrong in that process to affect what we get and what the producers are actually able to sell. So it's, I just appreciate the whole process a little bit more and how much goes into it and yeah. I don't know. Well, we get to see just like the very end of the whole process, which is the beans that we get and yeah. the drink that we drink at the very end of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I agree. Just to hear hear from um, those that are probably doing doing the har- hardest and the most important work, which is growing, like actually growing the product. Yeah. Um, it was kind of interesting that they said that there are 540,000 coffee farms in Colombia. Oh, Colombia alone? Just in, this, just in the country of Colombia. And then this company, Ban Exports, um, only works with about 3,000 of them, is what they said. Hmm. And those four programs you mentioned that they have, like different la- levels of quality, of the 3,000 uh, farmers that Ban Exports works with, they select the top 15 uh, from a quality standpoint and put them in this like farm select group that was like the geisha Mm -hmm. that we drank tonight that was just mind-blowing very good so 15 producers out of 540,000 essentially 540,000 farms in Colombia it's a pretty small number um that's cool but still a lot of opportunity it sounds like for them to grow yep I thought a cute story at the end somebody asked you know do the farmers ever get to enjoy that specialty coffee um after working so hard and um the guy said it doesn't really make sense for them to keep any of it they want to move it all and make as much money as they can but what ban exports tries to do is to send the farmer back a package of their coffee that's been you know through the whole process of being roasted and packaged and looked all pretty and they send it back to the farmer to hopefully have them enjoy it and drink it but what ends up happening is they just like consider it like a trophy and a prize and it's like up on a shelf like in a like a plaque like they don't open it it's so cute and so they end up sending them two bags so that they can open one and enjoy it and keep one to show for all their hard work I don't know I just thought that was cute yeah that's cool I agree with you like just the appreciation for um, all of the people the human beings that are involved in this end product that we drink every day at home and yeah. make every day at home and just the, the work and intentionality and passion um, for from folks in Colombia and, you know, growing regions all over the world um, that enable us to have a great morning experience every yep. day in our house. So um, any other thoughts? Well, we want to go to a coffee farm. So that's happening. Yeah. I'd say that was probably like the big takeaway as we were driving home tonight. Like we that sealed the deal. Right? Yep. We need to get to a farm to actually see this happen in person because it was really, really fun to just hear about here firsthand. But we want to see firsthand, I think, yep. is probably our next step. Um, well, I will put a couple links in the show notes to Cafe Imports. Um, they, they pretty much just sell to uh, coffee shops, coffee companies, not necessarily to home roasters or... Um, folks that are probably listening to this podcast although they do have um sort of a sister company called la bodega which i guess they sell as uh 50 pound bags of coffee instead Mm -hmm. of like massive massive quantities so you could buy a 50 pound bag of of coffee 
uh, to roast it at home as well, <laughs> if you can fit it in your home. But uh, I'll put a link to that as well. And then uh, I'll put a link to Ban Exports too, because I just think it's it's so cool what they do to help farmers um, succeed yep. and gain uh, opportunities to grow their income and provide for their families as well. It was just fun to be there tonight. Yep. Fun to be there with you. Yeah, same. Um, so that's it. It's a little bit different. How do you think we did? Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be our most highly rated episode for totally. sure. Totally. All right, guys. Well, um, have an awesome week ahead. Enjoy your coffee this week. Go check out some of those links that we'll put up in the notes. I, I put a picture up on Instagram, too, of um, Paula, who is the, the lady whose father um, uh, owns the farm that we talked about earlier that really focused on improving their quality and um, one of their quality graders as well in that picture. So yep. enjoy. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.